Hello, and welcome to Witness to Hope, a podcast. I am Tim Potter. And I'm Stephanie Potter. Today is April 22nd. That's right. And it has been quite a few days here in Nova Scotia. It has only been a week since our last podcast, uh, but it has felt like a year, uh, just to be honest. Um, I'm pretty sure all of our listeners are like your parents, my dad, and a couple of friends. But by chance, if anyone is watching from outside of Canada or outside of our province, uh, we're from Nova Scotia. Um, and this past weekend, was there was a mass shooting in our province, our, our very small province. I have no idea what the population is here because I'm bad we're, at We're just under a million people here. In and our tiny... Yeah, it's just in one province. That's all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, uh, for those of you that don't know, we will just kind of catch you up. Um, it turns out that... Uh, it was the biggest mass shooting in Canadian history. Yeah. So... That's uh, what it was. Yeah, slightly surpassing a previous one uh, in Montreal. But just to give you a sense, it was... Uh, 19? No, more than that now. It's 23 people. Yeah. The number seems to change every day. Um, that's big for our country. Like, we, we recognize that for some other countries that might not feel like a really large mass shooting that it would make the national news uh, and consume our media cycle. But since really Sunday morning, it's been the only thing on the news, um, quite rightly, um, because uh, those are people's families, you yeah. know. Yeah, and I mean, we again, we understand that this happens around the world, but uh, for us and for our country, it it feels like it it happened in our backyard, mm -hmm. and the fear was real, the uh, the grief is real, and and I think now we need to more than ever look towards uh, God for healing and grace as opposed to pointing the finger for blame whether it's mental health or anything else that the the man who was obviously quite sick mm -hmm. in some way or another but um i don't think we need to diagnose i think what we need to do is help each other survive this great sadness yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we see the face of evil uh, all the time um, when we study our history, when we look around the way people act around the world. But this is a this is a moment um, for us in our province. You know, I, I was watching the news the other day and I heard uh, a family therapist from here in our province uh, named Michael Unger say that basically our province is full of casserole people. Um, <laughs> when something good, something bad or something ugly happens in our province, our first reaction is to care for one another and literally to drop a casserole off at someone's house or on their doorstep. Um, it's, it's a nice stereotype to have about our province. Uh, but right now, even that isn't something that we can do um, to grieve together. Um, so we've been, you know, we don't know anyone personally, obviously, who, who died. Um, but, you know, Nova Scotia is the six degrees of separation province. So chances are, you know, somebody who knows somebody who is attached in some way to this. So um, someone I've known since she was five or six, it's, it's a cousin. Um, 
you know, from our from our church, there's someone else. So it's it's there, it's it's attached, and and we don't know how to grieve with them like we normally would. We don't know how to run to them um, when we're supposed to be social distancing. Yeah, and something else uh, you and I were talking about earlier was that um, you know we we also lost a a, a police officer, an RCMP officer, yeah. and that that affects the whole country in kind of a different way. It's mm-hmm. not just you know. Um, just a community grieving that that really spreads it across the country mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that the the devastation and the the horror for for everyone else wasn't felt by the rest of the country but it it just seems different because these these officers run while we're running away they run to the mm-hmm. the, the danger and so they, they would do it in any small town across the country, any big city across the country. And mm-hmm. so that's, I think, what kind of connected so many Canadians to this. And if there's anyone from around the world, like, it's it's the same sort of thing. We all have that small town feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all have those places in our, our home provinces or countries that, you know, it, it's not going to happen here. No, it, it could never happen in small town Nova Scotia was sort of our thought, right? And for them it to be the largest um, murder of this sort in our country, just it blows us away. So before we say anything else, we really wanted to make a point to um, let anyone know who's grieving that we are praying for each of you. Um, and in a particular way, um, to say a thank you to the RCMP for all the hard work that they did to stop this man before he hurt more people especially Heidi Stevenson, the RCMP officer who uh, lost her life uh, trying to stop him. And there was other people. There was a teacher. There was uh, two uh, Victoria Order of Nursing uh, nurses. Uh, There was a volunteer firefighter. Uh, Just people who, you know, these are just people's brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers. And, you know, we're all grieving with you and we're praying for you. Um, Yeah, right now. And... You know, as as we kind of said last week, talking about being in quarantine, we can't mourn as we normally would. Mm-hmm. We can't support each other as we normally would. So, you know, you and I were talking about bringing ourselves closer to faith, but we're close to our relationship in, with Christ because of tragedy. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, and you know, we've we've heard it since the weekend. People are kind of taking taking their anger out at like why would God let this happen to so many good people? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a, it's a fair question, but at the same time, God is there. God is there to help those of us who are confused and scared and angry. He's there, mm-hmm. you know, he's there to listen and, and help us understand the, the, not, not the graces in situation, but the graces beyond situation. And, um, you know, just as he's there when we're celebrating, he's definitely there when we're, you know, weighed down by everything. Mm-hmm. And I was I was reflecting earlier, um, we just celebrated Good Friday and Easter a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, we have a God who knows what suffering looks like and what suffering feels like. 
um, you know, Jesus, uh, there's two different stories that come to mind, right? There's Jesus at the tomb uh, when Lazarus dies, his his friend. And even though he was going to resurrect him, right? That That's the story of that we think of when we think of Lazarus as Jesus raising him from the dead. But Jesus wept. Jesus, Jesus's humanity is very real. Um, and so he experienced that grief just like we do. Um, and then on the cross, Jesus experienced excruciating pain, um, pain beyond anything I, I could understand. Uh, so, you know, Jesus is a God who, who has been down in the dirt with us, who became flesh with us. Um, so in this time, it's sort of, that's the witness to hope for me. That's the, that's the sign, um, that my hope is in a God who knows what it's like, um, who isn't this far away God disconnected. He's deeply enmeshed in me and in the people around us. Um, he knows how we feel and he's loving us in that place. Mm. He absolutely is. And, you know, I've... It's only been a few days, Saturday night into Sunday, and today's Wednesday, the day that we're uh, mm-hmm. we're recording this, and just the outpouring of um, support, not just for the families, because, and and I hate to have to say this, but that should be obvious that there's support for the families, like mm-hmm. you know the the spiritual support that we are all used to, those of us that are Christian and, and religious, you know, we're not necessarily all. Christians listening in, but, um, I guess what I'm, what I'm getting at is the, the support for those of us that are Nova Scotian or those of us that are Canadian, that we, we don't know what, what we're feeling. We're, we're scared. We're, we're numb. We're, we, we don't know who to trust right now because, Again, part of the story is that he was dressed like a RCMP officer. Mm-hmm. So our our fears are on high alert right now. Mm-hmm. And in order to turn that into um, patience in our faith, I think we need to just spend more time with Christ mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to understand the situation because we're never going to understand that. No, we can't possibly know what all was going inside everyone's minds. All we can do is cope with our feelings um, right now. You know, dealing with the right now is all we can do. Yeah. I mean, you know, at, at our parish, uh, you know, at, at St. Benedict, the, there have been, um, sorry, F- Father Simon Lobo shared a video of, you know, his his reflection, I guess, of mm-hmm. of the events. And, you know, it gives me hope that we are part of a community that, is grieving together mm-hmm. and you know we are going to rebuild together we're not alone in this just like we're not alone in our spiritual journey you know god is always with us and i feel like you know there's this you know this attempt by the devil to keep us away from church to keep us away mm-hmm. from god right now and you know we're breaking the walls down here that's right. we're, we're able to celebrate who God is despite all the evil in the world. And, you know, there's disease and death and horror and terror. But in the midst of all that, there is this constant hope that even if 
we are falling apart here mm -hmm. that beyond this there's life with him and that's going to be glorious it's going to be something that we can't even describe mm -hmm. so it's interesting too to reflect back on the change the moment of change that we're experiencing that you just mentioned um i was watching a press conference with the premier as i often do um because I find it's good to keep up to date, if nothing else. Uh, and one of the things he said, actually, was like, there, there was a question from one of the reporters basically asking about sort of, oh, there's bigger infection rates of COVID-19 in these communities and in this care home and all this. And and should basically, should we be uh, opening the rest of the city and, and closing them? And leaving them shut down, basically. And Premier McNeil had a really great response, which is basically like, we're all in this together, and we're not going to change what's best about our province um, in a reactionary way. That oh, I'm, you know, he, you know, I, I suspect he's a Christian, but it's hard to say. Um, but yeah, his his language was basically like the caring for one another, being with our neighbors, um, helping the stranger, not just thinking about my own self interest. Like, this is such an opportunity because our society increasingly is focused on self-interest. And, you know, we've seen that through social media um, increasingly that people are becoming more and more focused. Like our, our, camera, our phones now have cameras, but not just cameras, they have selfie cameras. Everything is about performing my version of myself for the world to get the attention that I want. I'm on TikTok, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. Um... And it's just about how I'm displaying and marketing and packaging myself, right? Um, so selflessness is sort of unique. It's 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 a strange thing. So it's interesting to see um, see everyone trying to model that, and that our churches are doing a really good job of trying to model what does selflessness look like. It's really hard to do. So with God's grace, we can do that. So just speaking to that, that we as Christians have been trying to do this for a while. Um, and any success we've had has been entirely from the spirit. Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I can hear our kids screaming beyond the closed door. So I know it's a little it's distracted. Great. However, um, that's normal. Uh, we are able, I guess, to to try and bring God into the conversation, not as an accusatory, you know, why did you let this happen? But help, help me understand the next step, mm -hmm. you know, right. br bring me closer to you so that I may have the strength to take the next step mm -hmm. for tomorrow, for the next day. Because right now I don't understand. I don't understand why this happened, why this happened here. In this way. And, yeah. and why we have to sit and explain this to our young children so that they have enough knowledge so that when they hear it on the news. Or in the class, or, online class. <clears throat> they, uh, they're able to hold their own in conversation, I guess. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been different. It's been difficult. Mm -hmm. but, but leaning into that relationship, especially post-easter post-resurrection mm -hmm. it's been uh you know it's it's felt like lent has gone on for about 40 years i know right and now with with this it's just another you know an, an, another thing on the pile and it's 
it's weighing us all down in a way that is different for every single person. Yeah, it kind of feels like uh, we we got out of the tomb. We spent our three three days, which felt more like a hundred, and and the devil's trying to kick us back into the tomb. But like John Paul II said, uh, said St. John Paul II said, you know, we're an Easter people and Alleluia is our song. Like there is an Alleluia in this moment, um, even though we're grieving. Um, there's an opportunity to celebrate. Um, first of all, celebrate the wonderful people and their impact on the world um, and celebrate people in our community now who are reaching out and finding ways to comfort one another, to care for one another um, in, in this time, leaving leaving no one alone in their grief. Yeah. <clears throat> Something else I wanted to say, uh, just because really the two of us, we've seen Facebook and Twitter and all these different posts about you know the the sadness that they're mm -hmm. that everyone is experiencing about what happened here. I haven't been able to say anything. I mm. I I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's it's good that I I have this like platform here, this microphone <laughs> sitting in front of us, because I don't know what to say. I don't know. Who to say it to? Mm -hmm. Not that not that it's necessary that every single person says something, but I am such a proud Nova Scotian, so this is like uh, almost like a shot to my family mm. because you know as soon as I leave the border, it's I'm I'm Nova Scotian, or yeah, I, I'm Nova Scotian. Mm -hmm. I'm Canadian Nova Scotian too. Like it it doesn't it's never far from my heart so mm -hmm. th this has been difficult for me in a yeah. in a very real way even though i i don't know any of the the people that were that were hurt direct mm -hmm. directly i don't know any any of them so it's hard for me to express my my grief because while it's real it's not uh it hasn't come into our home. It, the, the devil's at the door, basically. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and the other part, too, where we've, we both sort of talked about, do we say something? We're usually the type of people that, like, we want to say something, obviously. Um, I've really resisted on Facebook, and I know you have, too, because I think the first words that we're all tempted to say is, like, how it how I'm involved or how I'm hurt, like, Oh, I used to drive to that town or, you know, my grandmother's aunt's cousin, you know, like making an attachment where there isn't one um, or like a very tenuous uh, attachment. And then also just sort of trying to make judgments on the situation and trying to diagnose the person who was involved, who, who engaged in the negative activity or how officials could have acted differently. And this like this temptation to sort of make it about me or make it about how everyone else should have acted. Yeah. Um, it's big. It's big. Cause I, I genuinely think I know better than everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like trying to step back and figure out like, what's, what's my Christian response to this tragedy. It's surely not to diagnose a stranger with a mental illness. Um, well, and that's the thing. We wouldn't go and diagnose someone on the street. No, I, absolutely not. I wouldn't not. let someone who isn't a doctor diagnose me. 
Yeah. So, I mean... And, and, and most doctors won't try to diagnose someone they've never actually met and had sessions with on top of that. Exactly. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, how could we have prevented it? I leave that to better and brighter minds. Um, but I, you and I have both been seeking out when we saw people we knew who were grieving to just say a kind word where we could and, and try to share resources that we know. So for example, for anyone who is just struggling with their feelings, like we are, um, our parish, St. Benedict Parish, which has a Facebook page you can search, um, tomorrow, April 23rd at noon is hosting a special prayer service. No, it's a mass. Oh, it's a mass. Oh, rad. Okay. Um, a mass as a memorial for all those who have passed. So this is like, what can I do without making it about me? This is that moment. Um, that's something that I would want to sort of amplify out there is that coming together in prayer, coming together as the body of Christ, um, or even just if you're, if you're away from church or not even a Christian, you're so welcome to come. This is a safe space to come and just grieve with us. Um, all, all are welcome because all of us are, are shouldering this grief together. Yeah. Um, that's that's an opportunity is things like that. And like that Natalie McMaster video of her uh, playing Amazing Grace. There's all these things that help us to grieve together uh, in a positive way so that we can get back out there and serve the people who are, you know, in the, I don't know if you've ever heard the circles. I know you have, but yeah. our listeners have ever heard of the circles of grief, you know, like the closer you are to the person who's died, um, the more invested you are. And therefore your circle of grief is more important than the next circle out. It doesn't say those other people aren't grieving, but it's, it's our job not to dump our feelings in on the people closest to the grief. Yeah. Um, we, we get to let them sort of dump out to us and then we dump out to the people the next circle out, right? So just creating safe spaces for people to lean on the rest of us. Which the, the neat thing about that circle of grief is that the wider you get, mm-hmm. the more people are there to lift you up. So that's right. Uh, if we all hold each other up as opposed to analyzing each and every person that was hurt by this, we will get through it. Mm-hmm. And there there will be better, stronger days ahead. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the understanding. I, I don't think it's ever going to be there. No. But... Anyway, the, the reason that we, we started these podcasts was to discuss the, the readings, and now we've kind of changed it a little bit, which is, I, I, I'm excited about the change, but this week has just really thrown us a curveball. Yeah, we were hoping to make some sort of chaotically funny episode this week for everyone to watch, uh, and we talked about making it yesterday. I won't bore you with the details, but I had a short trip to the hospital for what's probably just a pulled muscle, so way to be dramatic, body. Um, so we really wanted it to be something funny and silly, um, but just the events of this weekend, um, really, it changed our perspective on what we could share this week and what we ought share. Mm, yeah, and, you know... Like I've said before, the the small town atmosphere, you know, we all know, and again, because this podcast is uh, rooted in our faith background, Mm -hmm. we all know those small country parishes. We all know, like, the the priest that sits there 
uh, on Sunday mornings, and you know he's there every week, just just like in the cities. But it's just something about the small town that just feels like home, more connected. Everybody and, actually knows everybody in a small town. Yeah. So the the fact that it would happen like that, and in one of the smaller provinces of the country, you know, it just feels strange. I I don't know, and um. It's like an out-of-body experience. Yeah, yeah. So, I I think the the easiest thing to to do uh, would be to remind people. And again, we're, we're from Saint Benedict, so Alpha is a big ticket thing for us. If you mm-hmm. have questions, if you're, you know, if the events of this week have really made you question a lot of things about your faith, about who God is in your life and why God is uh, allowing these things. I assure you, Alpha is the place for you. And if I'm not wrong, through the website at St. Benedict, stbenedict.ca. Brand new, good looking website. Worth checking out anyway. Uh, I believe it's coming up later this spring, another online uh, Alpha experience. So again, not trying to sell it, but at the same time, it is a wonderful experience and a wonderful place mm-hmm. to ask those questions. That's right. So if you have Friday nights free, May, June, and apparently July, our parish is going to be hosting um, a special online alpha. Um, don't be afraid to come and drop in and join us and ask those questions that you're, you know, we're stuck in quarantine. We have nothing but time, it feels like, these days. And I know I'm rattling around a bunch of questions I hadn't thought about in years. So if you've got questions like that and no one you feel safe to ask them to, um, Alpha is a really great way to do that. Absolutely. So with that being said, I'd actually like to close with prayer because Mm. we used to do that. And I think with everything going on in the world and especially here in Nova Scotia, I think we we need to, to try and just base our 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 days with with christ a little bit more Mm -hmm. dear jesus be with us be with all of us today help those of us especially in nova scotia to help help us accept the events that have happened but also to accept your grace that each day we will start healing and be closer to you. Give us the courage to to know you in a deeper way so that each breath is for you and not for ourselves. Help us to see you in everyone we see. Help us to know you in everyone we meet. Help us to get through the next day, the next step. Amen. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week uh, where we will be talking about something light or passive aggressive. It really just depends on my day. So blessings to all of you. And as we said before, if you need anything at all, um, you can reach out to us through the page on our Facebook account, or you can just come, if you, if you know me personally, you can just email me or whatever, Facebook message me. 
All right. Have a blessed week, everyone.